Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Al Gore, happy Friday to you. Here we are, back inside the firm. <clears throat> Not outside the firm. It's been cold, but it's been cool. That's a little play on word. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to get out to the job site. But before that, you were inside the firm talking to one of our guys in the back room, the corner office, yeah. with Ross and I. And know what you said? What did I say? They were talking about where to get this, where to go that. And I go, just go to Bimsmith. Oh, man, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. That is what you said. You know what I didn't say? I didn't what? say go to the manufacturer's website, go to uh, ask a consultant. I said, go right to Bimsmith.com, see what they got for you. So I've been on many manufacturers' websites. I was just, and the convoluted way to get to some of the stuff that they have is a is a, a headache. It's well, it sounds like it's convoluted. So Kinda you could like just you go to, to Bimsmith because they have uh, families that you can download. They have structures, walls, floors, ceilings, and then they have a login so that you can store it all and do that. They have other things. They are the matrix of Bim Bimsmith. Bimsmith, make it happen. That's yeah, a, yeah. That you're losing out if you aren't. Uh, I got a little question for you, Al. What? So we are we are uh, very proud of our online ratings, and uh, because we, we won an award even th- this last year, right? We're like a top ninety seven percent or some some cool thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have five star reviews all over the place. When is the right time to ask for a review? I say right when you send them. Uh, the package to go to the billing department. Oh man, this guy is uh, this guy is sitting across from me, ladies and gentlemen. He is running a business, He's running a successful <laughs> business. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, too? I'm going to actually read you an email. I'm going to read everybody an email oh, today. Great. Uh, Sit so, back and relax. Yeah. Here's the voice of Lance M. Psycho. Uh, other, some people like to call him Keiko. Yep. Uh, so, customer, good afternoon. Please see attached for a copy of the stamp drawings in our invoice. We have confirmed with the city that they will allow digital submissions. Will you be submitting as the owner? Customer replies, yes. I'm going to try and submit and see if I hit any challenges this early next week. I'm traveling the rest of the week, but I will let you know if I hit any challenges. I will get your invoice mailed out on Monday. Thanks for everything and great job. I'll get some photos of photos to you later this fall. The key phrase here is, thanks for everything and great job. To which I responded literally as I'm walking. I'm, I got this email in my garage at home Was after picked up picked up the kids, yep. walking through my mudroom. With your little legs. And I go, this is the perfect time to say, it is our pleasure. Would you be willing to give a five-star review online? To which he responded, for sure, we'll do this weekend. Thank you. Here's the places we'd appreciate those five-star reviews. You could pretty much copy and paste your original into the other places. Facebook.com. Nice. Thumbtack.com. Google.com. House.com. Thank you for considering. Bam, 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 bam. And then the, the, the other thing that you, got, that you do is reinforce, um, reinforce the good job that your staff did and let them know, hey, man, Great job again. You know what you just did? You just earned the firm a five-star review. I really appreciate your work. You crushed it this one. Let's keep let's keep it up. So I've, the feedback loop is closed all the way. Feedback loop is awesome. I've even uh, put that into a template 
for my emails. Look I'm sure you guy. have too. Look at too. this guy. Look at this guy. Right? Yeah. So that you can just cut. here's all the links. Here's Here all go. the links. Oh, make it stuff. happen. We and we actually met with a uh, one of our favorite contractors, Tinker Homes, earlier this week. Oh, took, yeah. took us out to lunch, and we and we were discussing moving, uh, ha- helping them move up into the into the online review world and like you know that's where a lot of people are going these days right obviously mm-hmm. it's it's not the white books or the yellow books anymore you go to you go to google and you look up architect you look up contractor so it's so important to have those in order um and so you know we, we talked about we we let them know about our method and how, how we make that happen so don't be afraid L- be ready to pounce on that action item whenever it comes up when when clients are at the high point because there's, you know how you know what it's like. There's these high points. There's these low points. It's always usually a high point when you finish the drawings. They're like they can see that you know they're ready to move forward. They're going the next to the step. building department. Yep, 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 yep. They're there. It's real. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Th- that was that was great. I have a question for you. Oh, can the law be copyrighted? Do you know what I'm referencing? I know what you're referencing. I saw you post it, but why don't you educate everybody? Yes. About uh, about this 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 thing you t- this little thing you posted in the Ontario Architect community. By the way, if you're not in the Ontario Architect community, shame. And you're not using bimsmith.com. I don't even know. I don't even know what you're trying uh, to do. Game Game of Thrones, the shame walk of shame. <laughs> Put that on and direct that shame, towards you. Shame, shame. It'd be like this is for me yep. today. Mm-hmm. I deserve this. I deserve this. All of it. <clears throat> so there's an article. I'll post a link. It's in techcrunch.com. It's can the law be copyrighted? So some of you might have used upcodes. So upcodes does a couple different things. One is that they post all the IBCs, IRCs, and then the amendments per the state. All the billing codes. Yep. yep. And you can go look at it, go glance at it, you know, look it up. Um, I it's think you can free? search. That's free. There's some other features that are not free, right? Then there's a second thing. They're making a check for Revit. And I've downloaded the beta. So it checks door swings, door whisks. It'll, it'll, the AI will go through your model? Yes. We've talked about this before. This is amazing. Yes. You're serious. Yes. Wow. Anyways, what's so cool about that is having the code on their website is sort of getting people, it's a way to generate traffic for their, you know, their program that's probably going to cost money in the future. They're, they're still figuring it out, right? So the I, International Code Council is suing them. Is suing them. Suing upcodes. Upcodes. Because they say, this is, we're a nonprofit, but you're taking away our ability to make money, to make revenue. They probably to didn't say not, not make money. You're taking away our ability to pay our staff. That's how a prof- nonprofit works is. People yes. get paid money for doing their salary, and you're supposed to, at the, your expenses are supposed to match what you bring in as far as revenue goes. Yep. That's a nonprofit. But Lance, what what happens if you make, if no one else, you have no competition... Because these are the ones that are adopted. Of course, you could make up your own code council, but let's say that that would be maybe difficult to do. Lance's codes, I love it. Yeah. Man, that would be like a one-page sheet. But Lance, <laughs> I, I have a real question for you. As a nonprofit, what do you do if you make more money than your um, your, your salaries for your staff? You have to reinvest it. How, how, what do you reinvest it in? Um, man, I did you know John needs a new truck? Like, he's got to drive around. We got to buy these new computers. You know, well, well, this is this is the thing that I, <laughs> I, I find funny. I don't know if it. you know, lobster is expensive. So, um, I, I lobster for breakfast. I am actually, <laughs> I, I, I love profit. I love 
capitalism. I actually think it helps lift more than it hurts. I think that there is crony capitalism. Yep. I think that that is terrible. Yep. I think that wastes money. Yep. I think it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a good size to it too, right? So <laughs> the this is a nonprofit, yet the, the CEO makes... Um, I'm going to pull it up here because it, it actually cites it in here. Let me let me find it. So give me a second. Yeah. Um, 709000 Sure. What, what did you just say? The CEO of yep. I, the ICC makes $709,000? Yeah. Which the most, the of, average, a, the average nonprofit is 100000 for a CEO. That, and that makes sense to me. I mean, it just makes They're sense non-profit. to me. They're doing something good. But, <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying a CEO or an owner of something like, you know, they're, they're like the, the market's always going to set what, what, what you can pay people. There's all these different things. Right. But for, but, for, but I just, you just, I just have this idea in my head of, um, well, yeah, you should make, you should make over six figures if you're a CEO yes. of, of, of a nonprofit. And know what? Actually, I'm not even upset about that. If he wants to make 700, that's fine. Honestly. Yeah, because here's, who are we to dictate? Honestly. Yep. Here, here's, here's where my crux is, is that if you put That's a clamp a on it and upcodes are main argument, and, they, and there's previous cases that back this up, is once it enters in the public domain, now it's for public use. So it's a law. Like, how can you limit, say, hey, you have to follow this law and, and you will be in trouble if you don't, but you have to go buy it. We could set our own prices. You know, man, that seems like market manipulation. Man, does that seem like a monopoly? Man, does that seem like you're using government for coercion? Man, does that seem like it's opposite of what Lance believes in? <laughs> oh, it, it just doesn't. So, so that's where I believe in upcodes. the The other reason why I believe in upcodes, and this is a, the tricky situation. How did you is, find this upcodes? By the way, is this new? I feel like I've been living under a rock, or perhaps on a job site where there are rocks. Where there are rocks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The the other part about this is that if you have that crony capitalism, monopoly, um, and I, I don't know if I'd call this crony capitalism, but just like this stranglehold where if you use our stuff, you know, like we'll sue you. Where's the incentive for innovation? Yeah. Right? Because this is why I say he could make seven hundred. And where's the incentive to make it more accessible, right? I mean, here's the idea is, and, and what the accessibility, why it needs to be more accessible is, right? Like, aren't we trying to make the most safe buildings around? Isn't that the whole the whole predication? One of the whole predications of being a licensed architect: health, safety, and welfare. Well, this is how sc- and aren't scary. the codes supposed to keep that in check? This is how scary it is too. So I was looking up ANSI codes because I'm doing ADA bathrooms and all that. And holy cow, it, it, is there a lot? And it's written very lawyerly and oh yeah, you know, that, 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 yeah, you got to interpret every time. And I was looking at sinks. I was like, can I have a sink next to here? I go to Kohler to see what these sinks are. Kohler has listed out what the codes are. They have a section for and it. what's what's what what's meets applicable. And what doesn't, yeah, yep. And then I was like, I it was so clear. I go, this is amazing. This this the supplier is doing it. Mm-hmm. Is helping me out. I went back and I was like, okay, I have to find that code because I can't just trust Kohler. So I went back and I found it in ANSI. I was like, oh, it is in there. ANSI could technically, if I mean, they could you could sue anyone, but if. ICC wins. They could say, Kohler, you can't have our code on your website helping people out understand this thing. Like that's ours. They have to pay us for the document. Yeah. No, I buy the I buy the logic. It, it ex- it's that's a, that's a logic that extends from this upcode. And thing. all Kohler is doing is not even to the degree upcodes is doing because the problem is upcodes is probably going to make a profit. Where well, actually Kohler is too if you buy their stuff, right? 
but they were just explaining it in a clear and logical way. But what Upcodes is doing is the amount of codes that you have to know as an architect, not only you know what's your regular IBC or IRC, the amendments by the states, so they help put that up there. Then there's ANSI's. Then there's um, you know your building department stuff. But it, it, if if Upcodes is going to make the code check for Revit, but they but they can't now because they're limited. Like that doesn't. It, it really seems crazy. It, and my my uh, here's why. See, here's why. Here's why. Keep going. Final final thought is. ICC, you need to find another way to make money. Like, if you're a nonprofit, and if this is actually law, people can print it, use it, make whatever. Like, I, I, I don't care. You're If you're a nonprofit, be a nonprofit then. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's the AIA feed. Maybe it's, maybe, man, maybe you don't make money and the government actually has to make laws. And then maybe and the codes, they hold yep. the codes and, and maybe the people then, because, but then you go like, that's not the best, but Lance thinks how codes are made. People team up, right? The AIA already has an organization. The building already has an organization. So all those people could say, Hey, we are actually going to do it. Right. Or we're going to team up and form another ICC and our dues are going to go to it. It's like, it, I don't have a solution, but man, maybe limiting other people is not the solution. Well, maybe creativity and something else is a solution. Because what upcodes, in my my opinion, what upcodes was would have been able to do. I hope they I hope they beat the lawsuit. I hope they I hope they prove, you know, that this is in public domain and everything, and that if you constrict this, then all of a sudden you're constricting your your the you're, law? Well, you're constricting <laughs> yeah. you're just the the idea is the idea is we want we want safe buildings, right? Yeah. So and one of the complaints from architects, builders, and developers, every you know anybody who's on the supply side of, of of architecture and buildings is that these codes are suffocating. It's making our job more difficult. It, time is money. We pay we pay a crazy amount of money per day for our loan. Yep. So what you, what you're doing? So you are up codes would have uh, is a segue for it to to make it so we're not complaining about this anymore. Yep. Right, especially with the Revit app that you're talking about. I mean, all of a sudden, the code check is is so much more easier. But it, it's the opposite of the zeitgeist of the time. The zeitgeist, absolutely, the opposite of the zeitgeist of of the, time. of the 19th century, the 20th century was: you get knowledge, you protect it, you make trade organizations. Right. That's the AIA and architects are trying to get out of it. It's so hard for them to to see get out of the protectionist economy that's but, but literally even, what it was yeah even their tests are are getting better but you know the engineering tests like they've already solved that like oh you know here are the equations here's what we're testing on you either know it or you don't yeah you either know it or you don't yep N- not this broad thing protectionist you know we're kind of inform you but kind of not <laughs> you know <laughs> it's great so anyways um the the 21st century is data it's access yeah right it's giving access yep. it's communicating yep you know it's connecting mm-hmm. It's just the wrong direction. How did you even find that article? Because uh, was it on Upcodes? I, I follow TechCrunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Thank you for explaining that. Um, man, what's the solution? Do they have like a GoFundMe or FreedomFi? You can go donate to their lawsuit. They should. They should have a FreedomFi. FreedomFi is awesome. Yep. Craziness. Craziness. So, no, I, 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 I I'll send this to the Upcodes guys and uh, um, if they do put something up. And, and Because a lot of the people on the Entree Architect community, you know, they, they did see... 
okay, Upcodes is is making some money from this, but then the the two major ones, one it's when it's in the public domain, like it's now it should be free to use since you're gonna maybe throw people in jail if they don't use it. That's exactly <laughs> it. And 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 then two and, I mean, and, the zeitgeist and, and, of the time, and, right? Like, and, and, like, opposite. I, I've never, I've never bought the idea that if you, let's say, you build out a code. I mean, what is the, how much, what percentage do you actually increase the risk of killing people? You know, or like really hurting people? I don't, I don't know. I, I, my, my point is, my point is, is like, but if you don't, it, it the penalties are so severe that you know what I mean. Like, there's, there's a weight difference here, right? So don't you want to just ensure that the people can do do the, the, do easy, the right thing? Yeah, the, the path of the path the path should be just there should be the least resistance to this whole thing, right? Yep. Yep. Universal design. I totally buy it. I totally buy universal design, and you yep. can do it. I think everybody fights it when they start school and everything. But once you get in the real world and you do it enough, you go, yeah, it's totally possible. You just gotta. It's like juggling. You know, your your ability to juggle twelve twenty four balls once you're once you're a licensed architect and been practicing over ten years, you can do that stuff. You know, and that that's. But yeah. man, don't don't take these don't take our left arm away. Yeah, it seems like um, if the IECC was actually innovating, this would probably be less of an issue, right? If they already had like, oh, we already have this Revit analysis, we already you know put this out there. It's already very easy. We already do everything for you. And know what they probably think that they do, but. We can tell them they are not, uh-huh. right? Because the people who are actually using it, then people might say like, oh yeah, these people are just, you know, stealing your stuff, but you're, you're not. And then you're just trying to hammer down and keep it in a lockbox. It's, it's, it's not the way things are going. Yep. It's the opposite of, it's the opposite, opposite of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That should be the title. Opposite of the guys, zeitgeist or something like yeah. that. Cool. Well, the next thing I wanted to talk about today was. I meant to talk about this last week, but I just got so busy with everything that I totally spaced it out. And then I remembered. Um, so Adam Mayberry in the Entree Architect community posted a really a really interesting question, and then Robert Klob uh, followed up, and I just thought, this is fascinating, because as everybody, if you've listened, to, if you started this podcast from episode zero, you understand one of our biggest goals in life is to ride recessions, be able to ride recessions, because that's the way this, that's the way this works in this economy. Um, so long as so long as it's going to keep going the way it is, right? There's ups and downs. So Adam asked, "Have you ever tapped a person's shoulder and given your card after you overhear them asking p- preliminary questions at a planning department?" I think about it every time. I've only done it once. Guy was asking about ADU on his property. Turns out it was a property that I was already evaluating for development potential. So I know all about the constraints and opportunities. And Robert answered. I have. This was one of my tactics during the recession. I would go to one of the local building departments and wait and listen when DIYers and contractors were having issues on the plans they prepared on graph paper and couldn't get a permit. <clears throat> um, so that's that's that. I want to talk about that tactic. What do you think about that? Is super interesting, you know? Like, I, and would yep. it and. As building codes increase with complexity, <laughs> uh, they, and the ability they really to don't under, subtract, them. and they, this and, book isn't getting thinner. Yep, and and the ability to understand them, um, you have you know is and access information is constricting. What do you think about that as a strategy? Not only do I love that strategy, I'm trying to think about where are there more opportunities for that. You know, city council meetings. Um, and, and, and that's where maybe you can you can uh, speak. And you know the the other example. So the example that he continued with is he says, um, 
One lady had been there 15 times. This is crazy. One lady, lady had been there 15 times to get a kitchen remodel approved. She said she couldn't afford a professional. I told her I would do it for X amount of dollars. And if it wasn't approved on my first visit, now this is, this is ballsy in my yeah. world, I would refund everything she paid me. She wrote me a check uh, there in the city lobby. I have also offered my card if we are at a party or a social gathering and an issue about design or building code comes up. I have received a few calls from that. I don't do it anymore, but it's not beneath me if I had to do it again. That's because that's because Robert understands you gotta you gotta eat, you gotta do what you gotta do to eat. You yep. gotta eat when it's there's not much there. You know, the, that's so crazy to stay though. If I don't get it done on the first time, I would never do that. I would have made you know what maybe Weld County Larimer. That's it. <laughs> in, in a county five years ago, I would have done it. Now maybe like eight years ago. Because that used to happen, but now it's a little bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless like the the reason I c- I could do it, or or that, or Robert could do it. It we don't get a lot of work in Longmont, but if we did, we'd be there every day and we'd be talking to the three or four guys and girls that that are there. And I would go, I go, hey, I'm doing this bathroom. I've done it a thousand times. Just let you know, this better come back with no comments. We'll meet on the side before I submit it. You know. Um, but we just don't have that relationship with with this city right now. Yeah. Well, actually, I went down to Lakewood and kind of had that. They we have that relationship set up. I brought up a set of drawings and said, "Can we do this over the counter?" And and they and the the plans examiner was very nice. And he goes, "Yeah, just add these four things and we can do that." Did I tell you this? No. It's pretty amazing. So and it, it literally is. And it, actually, there's a very small exterior. Oh God, it's like, oh, it's a little tiny closet. Two, we're adding like a. A, a bathroom, I guess. So maybe like 50 square feet. Less yeah. than that even. It's like 24 square feet. It's very, very small. And then the rest is just interior stuff. But yeah, he walked me through it and worked out and everything like that. But this Still is though, a, very, very... This is what's so crazy though to, to, to promise it because you could think that. Then you could go, hey, I'm going to go to Boulder and do that. And they'd be like, what is the fixture count oh, of the man. whole complex? Yeah, we're doing... Well, <laughs> and you've heard about that. Well, you've oh, heard uh, about that project, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it won't work on that project, that's for sure. How would you how would you do this though? Like so let's say we let's say we try this at some point if, if things yeah. things got crazy. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be a very soft recession. But if it did, if it if there was another big crash in the future, do you sit? Do you go there right away in the morning? Do you just like oh, I'm going to go there at eight? Because it's kind of, is it is it like Home Depot? Like so, I went to Home Depot this morning. Had to get had to get some lumber for the guys to keep them going. Just a small pickup. But man, I showed up at eight thirty. And the line was insane. There's just all kinds of all kinds of dudes running all over the place getting their stuff. And then I got I finished getting. I was the last one in line. And then it was just there was nothing around. And I and I asked the guy I was at the pro desk. Hey, is there is it like this every every Friday? And he goes, No, every morning from seven to nine is chaos. Nice. So you gotta wonder if the same thing happened. I know with Denver, in like Denver, city of does. Denver, right? With that planning department, you have to plan. You have to now go around the block. Well, now they're doing digital submissions, which are great. Yeah. Whoa. But, I have troubles with that. My computer, I would follow it exactly, would not work. And I told the planning person, we need to find another way to do this. And then Mark figured it out. So, <laughs> so. It's because you're an old man now, Al. Oh, I know, right? You don't get this. You don't get this technology anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, but either way, I, I do think it would be in the morning. I think yeah. you show up at eight and you sit there and see I, how it happens. That's I, super interesting. I think it's a great idea. And also, uh, so our friend Enix Sears, Business mm-hmm. of Architecture, he is releasing a course, right? Just launched an online program called Profit Levers, right? Where he's teaching owners the six profit levers strategies. To sign up, 
uh, go to a, he has a free email series to learn about it, right? So that you can wrap your head about what they are. And it's at architect resources. So that's easy to remember. Dot org. That's not dot com. It's dot org. Dot org. Wow. Forward slash profit dash levers. Um, what's cool about this is that, so we've made courses before and I know he's made courses before and Enoch wants to make money too. So <laughs> think about what he's going to do. I know, I know he's done this is that he's going to make a course. He's going to have people test it out. Then he's going to update and change the course to make sure it works. And then he's going to release it. So you're not going to get something that hasn't been tested out Vetted. by real people actually doing it. And then that's what makes it into the course. So I, I know some people freak out about, okay, these cost money and stuff like that. But before this whole ICC thing came out, I go, man, I, I, I'm learning all about the codes. I'm doing all this code stuff. Maybe I'll take like a, a code course, right? I only found one or two on like Coursera and, and stuff like that. And I wonder it's because maybe they sue people for <laughs> teaching. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but they have a lot of way they make money is they have their courses. And for like one section of a course or just an overview of how it's laid off is 125 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? As a professional, that's actually not the worst. Not the worst. It, one it, hour of work if you know, yeah. standard billing. So like that's, that's a detailed thing about one section about like one code and there's many code books. So these profit courses, even if you're paying double, triple, quadruple that like this is about making money. Right. This is about running your business. So just know, like, I think those investments pay off. And I think they pay off because they're proven because Enoch's been doing this for what, eight, 10 years now? So obviously he's been making money by doing stuff to help people make money. Yep. Make it happen. Check that out if you want more ideas, you know, about how to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta eat. Everybody's gotta eat. Know who makes a ton of money? (laughs) Like buckets. Gobs. He when he walks to the bank, it's just fish buckets <laughs> full of cash. They it's call him fish money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Nick, Nick the fisherman architect. All right, here's Nick with Nick Reeds. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. The vast majority of houses constructed today are anemic replications of beloved houses built in a bygone era. Synthetic reproductions of time-honored materials and thoughtless design process predominates. Wooded sites with rolling topography are leveled and rendered treeless. Molded styrene, plastic with embossed wood grain, and foam covered with resin reduces materials to flat, superficial images. Vinyl windows with artificial mutton bars are employed with no regard for orientation. This greatly compromises our sensual gratification and ecological awareness. Robert Gurney Boys, what are your thoughts on the preservation of old buildings? I think nostalgic gets masked as historic quite often. Give me the switch to the dynamite. Everything has a life cycle. Toodles! Here's what's interesting about that thought, is is if we relate it back to this upcode thing, right? Right. 
like how much do we really want to preserve like is that outside of the the way the world is right is that is everything everything is the the, the media cycle is so quick right the information is at our fingertips yeah what point do we say I mean, you can't. You don't want to destroy all the past, right? And then no. there's like world heritage sites. Yes, but it's at a certain point. It's like maybe this needs to, you know, make way for something new. Well, it's so tricky because most of the stuff that we run in today that's historical that I physically ran into that is historical was a junk house that wasn't worth anything that was ruining the whole site. You know, just just more bureaucracy and nonsense for for no good reason. But the ones that should have been preserved, there's obviously ones that should be still preserved. I feel like a lot of them already got destroyed, like 80 to 90% of them. And then now it's an overreach to try to keep the remainders, right? And here's what I'm getting at. Fargo. Fargo is an awesome city, but <clears throat> there's still you know a bunch of parking lots. It, it, it's, it's downtown isn't just like a main street like here in Longmont. It actually has, you know four to eight blocks wide in either directions. But in the 1960s, when they were doing their urban renewal, they demoed, you know, probably half of the brick buildings. And you see the old pictures, man, pictures. And where we went to school was in one of these old buildings that they refurbished. And it was absolutely awesome. Just amazing. And you think, man, if they would have kept that, like all the college students would have been living in there, you know, all these cool things would have happened. It would have been, you know, just great. And now they're just parking lots. Let's examine that in the opposite please do how about how about on a certain project that you did where you had to keep a house because that's what i'm talking yes so that's what that was my first part yeah the that's why i said the stuff that should have been saved is already destroyed yeah now they're saving stuff that is just nostalgic like you know this is all we had left you know yeah so the the, it's so it it goes so far this is in boulder yeah That if uh, any house is built is is 1960 or younger, doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter if it is. It just like the architecture doesn't matter. Did you know this? No. You and you can't. You can't. Uh, you, you can't tear it down. You can't tear it down. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. 1960s is not that old. There was a lot of junk built in the 1960s. It's like if so. Yeah, we were talking about the Civil War, and obviously it was terrible. And in the South, they just shelled and burnt down a lot of it. Right. So. A lot of those buildings were probably great, probably amazing. And it'd be like if they said, hey, anything that remained, we're going to keep no matter what. And it could have just been like the outhouse. And be like, guys, the outhouse is not what we want to keep. We, it's, the good stuff already is done. Yep. <laughs> like they already blew it up. Yep. Yep. So I feel like that's what they're doing. I w- exactly. Which I would, I just w- I would like us to, as a society, somehow snap back to common sense. Like, you know... Can we just have some? Can we just get to like a common sense, but set of common sense solutions? Uh, you know, a set a set of like a just common sense um, understanding of each other. Like, it's time to mellow out. It's time to mellow out a little bit. Did These, but this, all the extremism? Uh, that's a, it's a form of extremism in my world of like, you can't blanket the whole city and say this. That we there's got to be some anomalies here. You know, that don't fit into this perfect overreach yeah but but there's this dichotomy one one do you think that it was common sense back in the day to tear those down that's question one question two i feel like things are too knotted up by all these code regulations and thoughts that the only answer by the time that you are done because you've been to city council you know how laws are getting made right and people are like yeah what about this instance and this instance and what about this instance and this instance and everyone pulls at the nuanced ones that don't fit in the definition 
from whatever their perspective is, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's how you see uh, lawmakers flip, and they'll say the same exact thing as the other side said four years ago. You know, and it's just because it's the perspective of their nuances. So when you're done with all that craziness, headache, <laughs> it, it boils down to blanket statement, blanket rule. Yep. And it's just an upper. It's just you know, if, did you get fifty one percent of the vote? You got it. Then you, you get whatever it. you want to do. Yep. And, and and it's too hard to manage those nuances or or they do add those nuances and then those nuances are just so crazy so like i don't know lance say something else that will guide us into <laughs> uh and into into where uh, we kind of started the whole thing well hey this is a whole podcast about codes <laughs> code cast so That's with that I'm... so with that uh, let's bring in the boys for are jeopardy to talk about some more codes awesome here they come All right, question number one. What is the clear space for type B units in ANSI 2009? Right? So it's the wheelchair clear space. Is it A, these are all in inches, A, 30 by 42, B, 32 by 44, C, 48 by 30, D, 32 by 46? We got them? Okay. We have C, C, D. It is D, 48 by 30. Um, oh, you did C? Yeah. Oh, everyone said C. Everyone's right. Yeah. yeah, you're all right. You guys are all amazing. Congratulations. Yay. Okay, question two. What is the clear space for type B units in ANSI 2009 in kitchens? So this is kitchens, and it's only one dimension. A, 30, B, 32, C, 40, D, 42. Jason's trying to give everyone the answer. Maybe. D, D, C. It is C again. It is C again. And the reason why I say this is because if you're doing multifamily, all units that are not type A have to be type B. So you should really plan that out. This was a line line question. Um, I hear someone is back. Okay, Lance, go ahead. All right. Number three. What is the method used to provide the bolt tension specified for high-strength bolts in which the bolts are first brought to a snug-tight condition and then tightened additionally by a specified amount of nut rotation known as A, snug tight method, B, turn of nut method, C, bolt tension method, D, tidy boy. <laughs> punchline. That's a punchline. Set them up. Want to read the whole thing again or just the questions? Just the answers? A, snug tight method. B, turn of nut method. C, bolt tension method. D, tidy boy. It, uh, we got C, B, and A. The correct answer is B. Who had it? All right. We got a tie. Turn we have a tie of here. nut method. Okay, here we go. This is another good one. Another one that's so relevant to you guys, protecting the health, safety, and welfare of the public. Number four, what is 
The theory used for most reinforced concrete design until the middle 1960s known as mm. A. Concrete theory B. The Thompson theory C. Working stress design theory D. Modern structural theory I bet nobody gets this right I'll guess Are you gonna, You're going to guess now? Yeah. Yeah, you I was half paying attention though Question again Okay, we have a question request again. Number four, what is the theory used for most reinforced concrete design until the middle 1960s known as? A, concrete theory. B, Thompson theory. C, working stress design theory. D, modern structural theory. If you get this wrong, you will. You don't get to come to lunch today. People are in trouble. B, C... And B, the correct answer is C. Yes. Working stress design theory. So, it, how I, I wrote down C too because it sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yep. So that's how you win. So Mark is our winner. He gets a pick lunch, um, which is awesome because I'm super hungry. But besides that, we just got a review, five star review. So I'm sending them uh, the creativity code. If you don't want a, a PDF. If you want the hard copy, go to Amazon and get that. If you want to learn Revit, please do that at RevitRocketShip.com. The voices on that are amazing. On RevitRocketShip.com? Just golden. It's, it's like angels talking to you. Um, so if you want to hear angels, go to Revit Rocket Ship. Get that. Yeah. Uh, all I got is uh, share your favorite episode with somebody you know, somebody who could benefit. And we will talk to you next week.